I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Final Edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighborhoods, and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. I'm Jeff Chrysler, and I'm Fake Tony Hendra, and this is the Final Edition Radio Hour. <sighs> What's wrong, Jeffers? Tony, it's just so hard for us satirists to keep up with reality these days. I mean, the most absurd material is being written by real people right now. You mean like Jeb Bush saying he'd time travel to kill baby Hitler? Yeah, I mean, if he killed Hitler, how would his grandfather make the family fortune which bought Jeb the time machine in the first place? It's a conundrum. True. Frankly, the whole GOP debate was a mess. Yeah, that was like watching an episode of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? The answer was no. There's so much going on right now that's absurd, Tony, and I haven't even addressed your accent. I mean, there are protests right now about the color of Starbucks cups that are getting more attention than protests about the color of college campuses. Yeah, it's madness. Yeah. Well, buck up, old chum. We've got another great episode coming up of the Final Edition Radio Hour. In light of the recent announcement that SeaWorld's famous orca show is being phased out, we spoke to Shamu the Orca to get his side of the story. Phased out? Are you shitting me right now? SeaWorld, are you literally taking your pants down and crapping directly into my blowhole because you are literally shitting me so hard right now? You have no idea how long it took to learn these tricks. You think that thing where I leap out of the water, backflip, catch an anchovy in my teeth, then splash the front six rows with heavily chlorinated water comes naturally? You think orcas in the wild just do shit like that? And now, <laughs> I hear you're, you're, you're canceling my show. You're going to end the orca breeding program? Yeah, well, fuck you, SeaWorld. Seriously, no more breeding, no more orca porking, no boo-boo in the OO. Where am I going to sheath my meat dagger? Did you ever think about that? Did you? You get anywhere near my pool, and I'm going to... Dun, 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 right up to you and snap your goddamn dick off! I am not kidding around! Shamble out! Okay, let's get this meeting started. On behalf of the Republican Party, who hired my firm to manage the PR for the debate tonight, 
thank you all for coming. So, things have been going well. Lots of social, lots of hype. Uh, but saying crazy shit and being offensive on Twitter can only go so far. We gotta give the folks at home something different. Something really explosive. Sounds good. Or as I also say in Spanish, suena bien. Because I also speak Spanish. Great. Thanks, Jeb. So, we're thinking, switch up the format. Get those numbers up. Give the people what they really want to see. The Donald would be open to that. All right. Mr. Trump is in. Who else? Sure. Carly Fiorina is all in. All in. Like a fetus that can't be aborted. For any reason. Perfect. So, we did a lot of audience testing. And the numbers really told a story. Let's give the people what they truly want to see. Welcome to the 4th Republican Party debate here on Fox Business. The real debate about our economy and future. Let's start with our first game. In front of each candidate is a lit candle. This is a sudden death round, so the last person to blow out the candle with a fart will be taken out back and shot by a member of the Marines. Fox Business salutes veterans. Okay then, potential candidates. Trousers down, butts out, and three, two, one. Blow! And the Donald is in the lead! Oh, hell yeah! With Carly Fiorina a close second. Weren't expecting that, were you, America? Hey, Jeb Bush, you can't sit on the flame! Um, uh, Sin Centarsi en el Fuego. That's against the rules. But wait, what's this? Chris Christie? Governor Christie, you were not invited to participate in this debate. Oh, God, looks like he's gonna... Tonight, on a very special Behind the Jingle. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. The rise and fall of the legendary Cars for Kids band. At one time, they were the most instantly recognized band on Time Warner Network local channels over parts of the Northeast. They had it all. Fame, adulation, candy, and it happened overnight. An agent told my mom there was a casting call. I go in, they hand me a pair of glasses and a pink violin. We had no idea how huge it was going to be. Next thing I know, I'm snorting pixie sticks off an au pair's ass. But troubles began right away. They were torn apart by internal rivalries. When I saw there were going to be girls in the band, I had one thought. Cooties! Life became a whirl of playdates and nap time and forbidden fruit. He told me he would show me his pee-pee if I showed him mine. I said... My what? It was so obvious he didn't even know what girls had. Did too! Did not! Did too! Girls are icky! Okay, shut it, kids. 
Soon, they were in a downward spiral of substance abuse. I hit a point where I couldn't go on stage without downing a couple juice boxes first. Apple, cranberry, it didn't even matter. As long as I had that tiny straw. And then, there was the accident. I looked over at Matthew on keyboard. He had stopped playing. He just had this look on his face like, "Uh uh-oh. I poop my pants. The Cars for Kids band had hit rock bottom. And then the hit stopped coming. I turned on NY1 one day to see us play and to get the weather on the ones. But our jingle wasn't on. There were these grown-ups singing something else. The public turned their back on the Cars for Kids band, drawn to the more adult sounds of the Carmel Car Service singers, who will appear next week on an even more special Behind the Jingle. That's next time on Behind the Jingle. Ask if you can stay up for it. Matthew pooped his pants. Matthew pooped his pants. Shut up. Doctor? Doctor? You know, your receptionist looks vaguely familiar to me. I think she was once my cocktail waitress when I was on tour in Hanoi. Please, sit down, Ben. Ah, this leather is amazing. It feels almost like human skin. It brings me back to 76, when I was the first Doctor Without Borders, caring for a tribe of pygmies. Ben, uh, I'll cut to the chase. You're here because the RNC is growing concerns about your mental perception. My perception? You know, I won the most honest student in my Yale days. That was for a class that was called Perceptions 301. So I've read, Ben. This is more about some statements you made back in 98, which you recently reconfirmed, about the Egyptian pyramids being built by Joseph and used to store grain, not sarcophagi. Hell of a carpenter, that Joseph. Yes, well, let's put that one aside for now, Ben. I'd like to play a game with you. Oh, goody. I'm going to hold up flashcards with common objects and landmarks. I simply want you to describe what it is that you're seeing. We'll start with this. Dishwasher. Dishwasher? Hmm, no. What you have there is actually an ancient Mayan kiln that utilizes alien technology to alter the molecular structure of pottery, rendering it into an advanced polymer that is commonly referred to as plastic. Actually, let's just stick with landmarks. The Grand Canyon. Ah, Trenches dug by the giants that occupied this great land at the dawn of its creation, 6,000 years ago. Multiple uses, originally dug for warfare, repurposed later for irrigation. Interesting. Chichen Itza. First beer house. Earliest known craft beer. Visionaries, those Mayans. If only the Mexican people seized the opportunity handed to them by their forefathers and pursued an automation and distribution model. The Eiffel Tower. Radio antenna of the Illuminati. Jesus. Ah, dear friend, I have a portrait of the two of us hanging in my home, painted by Da Vinci at the next-to-last supper. Fascinating. Uh, The Great Wall of China. Earliest example of comprehensive immigration reform. The Taj Mahal. ISIS recruiting center. The Colosseum. Ground zero for the war against Christmas. How am I doing? Actually, I like where you're going. All right, let's switch gears. Speed round. Planned Parenthood. Nazi Germany. Barack Obama. Muslim terrorist. Bernie Sanders. Communist. Hillary Clinton. The devil in a pantsuit. My penis. Bigger than our national deficit. 
Are you writing me a prescription, doctor? No, I'm writing you an endorsement check. You're what America needs! Go get him, Ben. Well, thank you, Dr. Coke, and a hi and hello to your brother as well. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Coke Industries Incorporated. Give us any fact, we'll fake it. Give us any law, we'll break it. We're gonna make our extremes come true. Doing it Coke way, not just climate change deniers. We're right-wing nut suppliers. We're gonna make our memes come true. Doing it Coke way, there's no one we won't buy. Walker, Christie, even Herman Cain. This time, there's no Coke blocking us. We make our own truth. We've got the front groups. We come off like all shuckers. But we're too rich coke suckers. We're gonna buy all your dreams, that's true. And we'll do it coke way, yes coke way. Turn government into a joke. We'll do it coke way, yes coke way. Make the whole country go broke for coke and coke. With luck, we'll be back with more of the final edition radio hour. Put up your pants, we're back! It's the final edition radio hour! Man on the street! Carol Dota, credited as the first topless dancer, has died at age 78. The final edition asked the man on the street, what do you think? She was two of the greatest performers that show business has ever seen. When she was younger, she had to go to the school of hard knockers. I hear they're going to have to bury her seven feet under. One thing a stripper would live that long. Every day she ate a bowl of Wheaties. You mean a bowl of Teeties? She was always late. She would enter a room five minutes after her tits. She was 78? She looked more like an 86. Her career started out going bust. Wow. 45-year-long career. She really milked that thing. Before she danced, she was a singer. I guess that wasn't a jug band. I heard her favorite place to vacation was Braz. Brazil. For the winter, she'd go to the Grand Teton. You know, in the 60s, her whole career was ahead of her. She had very tiny feet because things don't grow well in the shade. She went to college and got a PhD. Hey, Vinny, what you reading? A book. You reading a fucking book? Ha! That's a first. Yeah, it's this nonfiction bestseller, Between the World and Me, by this black motherfucker from Baltimore. Tanahisi Coates. What kind of name is the Sneezy? Who gives a fuck? Fucking names these Moyan give their kids. Busted a hooker the other night. Said her given name was Subpoena. Her mom heard it in jail. Thought it was cute. Fucking Subpoena. I'll subpoena your fucking black ass. So why are you reading the book? It's like this long letter written to his son. All about us. 150 pages attacking cops. What's his son's name? Asparagus? Nah, Samori. Samori? Is that like s'mores? Fuck if I know. Sounds like a fucking shampoo. Right here, in chapter one, he's talking about these perps who attacked cops and the guys defended themselves, right? Eric Garner, Michael Brown, Freddie Gray, Tamir Rice, all these animals we gotta deal with 24-7, 365. 
It ain't right. We put our lives on the line every fucking day, and these fucking black eggheads... So he writes to the Samori kid, quote, You know now that the police departments of our country have been endowed with the authority to destroy your body. The destroyers will never be held accountable. Mostly, they will receive pensions. Jeez, H. Fucking Christ. Why shouldn't we get fucking pensions when we put our lives on the line every fucking day? So I get an idea. Later on, this anti-cop creepo is ranting on about killer cops, and he says to this kid with the faggot name, quote, It occurred to me that you would not escape, that there were awful men, that's us, who'd laid plans for you, and I could not stop them. So what's your idea, Vinny? I'm thinking this fuckhead lives in New York, and his son goes to school in New York. And we can find out where. I did already. I see where you're going with this. How old is this samurai? Fifteen. Old enough to lunge for my gun. Fucking A. Teach fucking Sneezy the way it is in the Big Apple. Let's go. School gets out in an hour. I'm just so happy we can all be together this year. The whole family. Even Billy. Tammy, thanks for bringing your traditional dishes with the little Santas on them. It wouldn't be Thanksgiving without them. I made ambrosia for dessert with a new turkey mold from Bed Bath & Beyond. Hey, maybe after dinner we can play Parcheesi. Sure, Sammy. And I want you all to remember to take your sweaters with you. You know, Mom knits all year. Mm-hmm. This year she knitted a picture of an elk with a, a stream, is it? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Oh, and Tammy and Sammy, thanks for putting the plastic sleigh up on the roof. It looks super. No prob, Dad. Hey, I brought the Yule Log DVD. Great. Look forward to that tonight, right after Wassling. What's the matter, Billy? You've been very quiet this evening. My name is Bill, Dad. Dad, Mom, I have something to say. It can wait till after dinner, I'm sure. No, it can't. It's been waiting too long. And if I don't say it now, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever be able to say it. Billy? It's Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for all of you, but I need to, I need to tell you something. I don't want to hear this. It's time to finally shed the lies, to tell the truth. Mom, Dad. I'll get the eggnog. This family is gay. Billy! Oh, I knew it. My God. Gay? You know it's true. All of you know. No. Billy, you're just confused. Confused, Mom? We live in Concord. Look at us. Sammy's fascination with reality TV. Tammy drives a Volvo hatchback. Dad collects butterflies, bunny coasters at Easter. Face it, this family is gay, and it's been gay. I don't have to listen to this. Dad, don't walk away. I'm going to the rumpus room, drink my Brandy Alexander, and watch a Dave Matthews concert on pay-per-view. Dad, listen to yourself. I need a clove cigarette. You couldn't be more gay right now if you had your hands down my pants. That is enough. I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap. Mom, that's totally gay. Stop it. Stop it. He's right. We are gay. I think I've known it for a long time. Since we went on that Disney cruise together. What is so gay? It about- was last year. Face it. This family is gay. Dad? No. 
Not in my house. <laughs> okay. If you people are through, I have some real news. Some great news. I think we could all do some good news, Tammy. Me and my girlfriend, Sandy, are going to be married. Oh, honey, that's great. It's about time. We are so happy for you. Sis, that's great. Congratulations. I think this family just got a little less gay. Mom, let's bring out that ambrosia. I think we need to celebrate. We take you to the first news conference of the 45th President of the United States, Ben Carson. Uh, Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. The way I understand it, the President is supposed to come out here and tell you something about what he or she is going to do and then answer questions. But to be perfectly honest with you, I'm right in the middle of my book tour, so I haven't really had a chance to do any President stuff lately. But I'll be glad to take a few questions, as long as they don't involve anything I said or did 50 years ago or before 9 this morning. Anybody? Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. You, sir, the liberal in the green jacket. Thank you, Mr. President. I think you mean Dr. Mr. President. Dr. Mr. President, you've been in office almost two months, but there's a pervasive feeling in Washington that you already seem tired of the job. Would you care to address that? Well... You see, this is why I haven't had a news conference sooner. Because you people in the media twist everything I say and do just to try and distract me from whatever it is I'm supposed to be doing. Well, sir, with all due respect, from the moment you took office, you've seemed distracted, as if being president were just an annoyance. Do you even want to be president? That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Now, I really am annoyed. Do you think I would take a job I didn't want that pays such a lousy salary? So can you explain, sir, why you haven't even moved into the White House yet? I just told you, I'm in the middle of a book tour. It was planned way before the election, and there's nothing I could do about it. But aren't things like health care, the economy, education, or domestic security more important? You see, this is what you people in the media do. You try to dictate to ordinary Americans what's important and what's not important. Sir, don't most Americans think those issues are important, too? Of course they do. But they also want a signed copy of my book. Sometimes two or three copies with personalized inscriptions. And I was elected to serve all the people, not just a room full of atheists who get my books for free. Dr. Mr. President, obviously you're a busy man. But can you give us any indication of when you'll actually be moving into the White House? I don't think you would have asked Barack Obama when he was going to move into the White House. I guess when a liberal becomes president, he gets a free pass. But because I'm a conservative, you put me under a microscope. Well, sir, President Obama moved right in on January 20th. That's certainly the story that's come down to us over the years, I know. I guess if you repeat something long enough, people will call it the gospel truth. Yet, no matter how many times I tell you I attack my mother with a hammer, you refuse to believe me. I'm telling you, I was a sociopath. That's why the American people made me their president. Mr. Dr. President. Excuse me, that's Dr. Mr. President. Dr. Mr. President, as you know, the leaders of Congress have been in a panic for months because you refused to meet with them. This is by far the longest any newly elected president has gone without sitting down with the Speaker of the House, the Senate Majority Leader, or anyone except his literary agent. Don't you think this is a very unusual way to begin a presidency? That is such garbage. I've been in touch with all of those people for weeks. Haven't you ever heard of something called email? Still, sir, I think the American people would like to know what's taking so long. 
And I will answer your question if you'll just let me speak for once. Of course, sir. I was just trying to I find out. I asked you to let me speak. You let Barack Obama speak. Thank you. Now, the reason for the delay in meeting with the members of Congress is, since I was elected, I've been doing such a great deal of research into congressional matters, which was absolutely necessary if I was to do the best possible job as president. And that research will continue. What are you researching? How a bill becomes a law. What about assembling a cabinet? Any timetable yet? Do you know how many cabinet members there are? It's a lot. And they all have different jobs. And all the jobs have different names. This is why the federal government's too big. Because there's too many people, and you don't really need any of them anyway. Sir, why don't you think you need a cabinet? I'll explain it to you. We've gone two months without a Secretary of the Treasury, correct? Anyone have trouble getting money from your ATM? I didn't think so. I'll take one more question. Uh, sir, sir, is there any truth to the rumor that you'd like to resign, but you don't want Vice President Huckabee to take over? No. That is absolutely ridiculous. That is the most ridiculous lie I've ever heard. Well, what about that surreptitiously shot video on CNN last night of you saying that exact thing? You see, that's the double standard I'm talking about. The liberal media takes a video of something I said, plays it on CNN, and immediately... Everybody thinks I must have said it. So you deny that you want to quit being president? Don't twist my words. This is just another lie. How can you blame me for hating this whole president thing when you just keep twisting everything I say? Sir, why would you run for president if you didn't want to actually be president? That is such a stupid question. I ran for president because I didn't think I was going to win. Well, thank you all very much. Uh, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President. Leave me alone already. They don't like it when I roll my R's. Here if I do it more. Next on, the final edition. Okay, I think you should do all of these. What? I'm I'm just... You don't improvise, that you're telling me? No, I can't improvise this. There's not enough substance to get my teeth into. After these messages, the final edition radio hour will go to pi squared. We will be right back after this. (laughs) Now do something French. Imagine you're drinking wine. I just did. We'll be back to discuss on the final edition Radio Hour. Okay, these are incomprehensible. That's enough. We'll be back soon with more of the final edition Radio Hour. Welcome back to the final edition Radio Hour and our ongoing periodic every now and then interview segment with leading characters in the world of satire and beyond. This week, we are lucky to be joined by Harmon Leon. Harmon is a writer for Vice Magazine and an infiltrator. We'll find out what that's all about. Exactly. Uh, and I think what, what I find most fascinating about your work uh, is this infiltration. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's essentially what you do is you, you embed yourself within an or- a group, an organization, an event, a happening. But rather than being straightforward that you're a reporter, you are one of them. Um, and you've there the list of places that you've been able to infiltrate um, from, I guess you white supremacist, white supremacist, um, which you sort of look the part. I mean, you're white, so yeah. You who uh, tried to recruit me of all places at Applebee's? Yeah, and like I say, I don't know if that says anything about white supremacists, but it says something about Applebee's. <laughs> Even people that hate love Applebee's. <laughs> Or they feel comfortable yeah. getting together at Applebee's. <laughs> um, 
I personally, I mean, I want to hear about what your favorites were, but my favorite infiltration was that you entered a Christian comedy contest and you won. Yeah, so this is a big stand-up uh, comp Christian stand-up comedy convention that takes place in Cobb County, uh, Georgia. Every year. Every year. So there's it's it is crazy because it's like this whole alternative universe of stand-up comedy, and we know all the conventions of comedy and stand-up. And you go there, and they have their own kind of superstars in their own right that you know sell like platinum gold albums, and yet you never heard of them. And within that, I entered, they had a Christian stand-up comedy competition. And I just want to ask you, uh, uh, what has two thumbs? So you can't see this guy on radio. No, this is fine. This is And won the Christian stand-up comedy competition with a bunch of Jesus jokes. He wrote on a napkin in his hotel room the night before. Jewy McJew from Brooklyn. And if yeah. in um, podcast world, I'm pointing at myself. So this uh, We're going to animate. Visual that. So We're going to animate. Airbrush that out of there. Absolutely. If that works. I would think trying to infiltrate a group like white supremacist and and didn't you tell me do you something with the gun group or you did some other sort of like more militant groups is that right? Oh yeah, the uh, Oath Keepers. If you know them in the, the Oath news, Keepers, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they were the guys that were on the rooftops at uh, Ferguson. They just showed up armed, yeah. You know, thinking everyone's going to embrace these white guys with guns. Uh, you know, on the rooftop of Ferguson, uh, the the police just finally just threatened them to arrest them. So I infiltrated their group. Um, you, you might not know this, like uh, right by uh, Bed Bath and Beyond in Midtown, uh, that's where they hold their meetings in, in the back room <laughs> of a gun range there. So uh, this has so far <laughs> been an excellent branding opportunity for. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sponsored by all these outlets. I get free swag by yeah. just mentioning that. So it's I like just free well, I, I just, I, and, I just and earned and a comforter by just mentioning that. That's great. But uh, so they're the group. So you see them like that, but they're the group that everything is a. Just a beyond crazy conspiracy to take away their guns. Like they're like uh, uh, the reason that Obama wants to grant uh, amnesty to 11 million, uh, you know, uh, people is because they will all vote Democrat. And if they vote Democrat, then they're going to vote against the NRA and take away their guns. So they kind of see the world through that filter of like everything is about taking away their guns right. and putting us in 24/7 FEMA camps. So that that they're a good. Um example of you know there's many things that come like the jack-in-the-box is a great expose on, on people's at that level of life and what they're doing but like when you go to a group like the oath keepers mm-hmm. um is there something that you want out of it besides surviving and i don't know if you felt like you were threatened at all or you're you're you know worried about being exposed like do you go in with a goal of like i want to get this certain message out or do you go in and just let the experience happen and, and then see what you've discovered yeah, I mean, like, early on, I used to go, all right, I have an agenda, you know, it's just like to just lambast these guys and just, you know, kind of record the stupid things they say. But on a way, kind of, now it's just like, you sort of want to, all right, what's seeing the world like through their shoes, you know? It's like, what, why are they saying these ridiculous things? And, you know, I mean, it's just basically a bunch of, like, really scared guys about, you know, life is kind of, uh, give them a hard, you know, deck of cards, and they're just kind of like... Uh, yeah, it's all a conspiracy. You know, it's not me and my failed life. Sorry, nothing really funny. No, <laughs> not fair. me and my failed we life. We have jokes later. We'll yeah, play. okay, okay. It's like, uh, you know, the world is a conspiracy against right. me. And that's why it's, everything in my life is shitty. Do you find yourself, like, for the most part now, uh, empathizing with all the different groups? Like, do you, do you go in and you say they're doing these crazy stuff? Like, there was also a Christian wrestling thing you infiltrated. And, and you end up coming out, whether it's them or the Oath Keepers, saying... They're just like the rest of us. They just have one thing that's off. Or have you come to groups that you're like, those people are fucking crazy? Um, 
the really fucking crazy ones like, oh, they're fucking crazy. Uh, but they are like, uh, there is like a commonality, you know, amongst people. Like, uh, you know, like I've spent a week with the Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, well. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, it, it's just but like. Now, how did you infiltrate the Because they yeah, must so, be, yeah, they must have very rigid defenses, in, in, both in behavioral terms as well as just physical ones. Yeah, so that was more just me going there covering it. Like, I just emailed them and said, can I spend a few days with you guys and uh, and all that. And it's like, um, so, and I would, like, eat dinner at their house and go, like, to their daughters, like, track me. But you were, on the, you were up and up that you're a reporter. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, what I found, like, interesting was, is, like, they just, they had this sort of gallows sense of humor. <laughs> like, that's, you know, like, every group has their, like, inside jokes that mm-hmm. make them laugh. Mm-hmm. And it, just imagine if you're, like, the most hated group on the planet. Like, yeah. you're, you know, like, every time you go out, everyone's just, you know, screaming at you. And, and, and you're just hated and despised by everyone. Like, how your gallo humor would be. Yeah. Are, are the people that go to, like, are they just passion-driven? Are they, like, for the cause? Or are they sort of, like, um, you know, scamming people? Or are they are they just sort of going along? Like, for instance, before you're going to this event, mm-hmm. were, were some of the Westboro guys like, this is dumb, like, let's save it for the abortion of people? Or were they all like, yeah, let's go? No, they're, they're totally, yeah, let's go. Because they, they protest on weekends, three protests <laughs> on Saturday, Sundays. I'd love to see their Outlook calendar. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, um, and the crazy ones is they protest other churches for Why? not being Jesus enough. That's what Jesus would do. Yeah. Would yeah. Other yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so how, so, so that, back to Tony's question, one group, let's say the, the Oath Keepers, if that mm-hmm. was, how do you infiltrate a group that not as a, not up on up as a reporter, but just real infiltration, particularly a group that like Oath Keepers, again, they're, they're by their nature paranoid and yeah. they're dangerous. Um, like, like what, are there sort of keys? Is there something you like need to tell yourself to like be brave about? I mean, like what's the, What's the I, method? The, the, like when you're when you're walking in there, um, that no, you just it's 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 a weird thing about these like like fringe groups is that they're not thinking is anyone infiltrating us? They're thinking, thank God there's another like-minded person like us. You know, we're expanding. Right. So, but, but so, what do you say then? What do you say to pr- prove to them that you're like-minded? Oh, um, well, for, first that was a process where I went to their website and. A lot of them are um, ex-military, ex, uh, uh, you know, uh, law enforcement. So I first got a uh, membership, lifetime membership from them. So I got the membership pack. So I got the ID with my fictional name on it. Um, you mean like a membership in like a police union or like what? No, no, Oath Keepers. Oh, no, Oath yeah. Keepers. Okay. You could just go and get one online. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got through the site and you get like a pocket constitution. Awesome. So, you know, I turn up with my pocket constitution. uh you know, ready to go. And again, it's just, it's always like, so the mindset I do is just like, you play kind of the wide-eyed, naive, like kind of gung-ho, but uh, like, you know, really kind of excited sort of thing. And it's like, and again, it's like, they're not thinking you're an infiltrator. Uh, they're just thinking, all right, new guy. They're happy yeah. to have more friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, yeah. do you find it takes, uh, does it take a while for people to like, let down your guard. I mean, imagine for you, that's the most exciting part is when people let down the guard and you start seeing things organically. Does that happen a lot? Does it happen quickly? Like, what, or what are some like examples when people just said stuff that you couldn't believe they were saying, but they trusted you to hear it? Yeah. Um, yeah, again, it's just, 
Well, I think it's just like coming from the world of comedy is like, what's the great equalizer is if you can just sort of make them laugh and make them comfortable, you know? It's like, you know, be the, like the funny guy. Yeah. I mean, not like the crazy funny guy right. like you've seen my show, but just, just be the nice, friendly, you know, funny guy and uh, just be really enthusiastic. Yeah, but when you when you make people laugh, you you have to be in some on some level. You have to find a, an area of agreement, whether mm. whatever it might be, so that you're you're actually referencing things that they think are funny, or that they think are absurd or or shocking or whatever. So and so, doesn't that put you in the position of having to say things that you would not normally say, or that you even would feel bad about afterwards? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like you do the research on on the groups, like. Right. Uh, um, so, like with the white supremacists, I was like forty five minutes late because of traffic, and to warm them up, I said, uh, "The only thing I hate worse than traffic is the Jews." <laughs> the Jews. <laughs> so did you and then really it's like, and awesome. then they're just like, "Oh yeah, 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 I, I see that." <laughs> there's no, I mean, like that's the thing, like. I'm sitting here thinking there's a like, secret sauce, yeah. but that's just the direct, like, yeah. hey, yeah. guys, you want to order some pizza you want to hate yeah. blacks? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work for other groups. Right. But it works for the whites. But that goes with, I, guess, I mean, that must go with the, even for you, that must go with the, the territory, no? I mean, if well, you I, just say the wrong thing to an Oath Keeper, I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You've got to keep your wits around you, surely. Yeah, I mean, there's been other ones where the logistics are the scary bits. So, like, I went around with, like, repo men uh, outside of Reno, like, Ooh, and wow. going repossessing yeah. cars in the middle of the night. Ooh, wow. Like, not even in Reno, like, out 20 miles outside yeah, of yeah. Reno. Whether, whether so, it, it's like... Might find the bodies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, you know, what, you know, the wild card factor of that is uh, the scary bit. But then again, it's like, I don't know, the crazy adrenaline's all, you know, it's like, I'm kind of intrigued you yeah, know yeah yeah so <laughs> wow that sounds wild yeah um well uh l let me ask you i mean obviously for me the fascination with supremacy and the hate groups and all that what are uh some of the groups that you've infiltrated that you found most rewarding or most like remember like if you had to choose like three or four like experiences that really stick out um it was probably like um it was either assembly a fake family of misfits of non-matching ethnicities in auditioning for the family feud under the family name the Smunts, because it Smunt sounds really funny when repeated. But I think I think like the 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 actual like really fun one is um, um, I contacted the Judge Joe Brown show and I created a fabricated case and recruited some actor friends uh, and we got on and the case was uh, it was a bachelor party in Vegas. We gave our friends seven hundred dollars to hire some strippers and when it came time for them to take it off. They weren't chicks. They were dudes. Hmm. And so then we were battling it out on Judge Joe Brown. Now, you were suing the stripping uh, company? No, I was suing my friend. Oh, okay. Or my actor friend. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so. I, had, I had some friends in college who infiltrated the, the Ricky Lake show. Yeah. Um, it's pretty fun. They, they, they're... These TV shows have a much lower standard than even the hate groups, I bet. <laughs> well, it's or is like, that more challenging? It's more challenging. There's a lot of documentation you have to present. Uh. So it's a lot of, like, you got your Photoshop skills come into play. Like, it's like, oh, well, you're in Vegas. Can you send us, like, the receipt to your hotel? And it's like, all right. So then you go on Hotels.com. Uh, you book a hotel, and then you immediately cancel it, and then you Photoshop the dates. Right. I know, probably not perfectly legal. I, you know, it's... <laughs> 
You, it might not hold up in a court of law. It would be pretext. Yeah, if you but, were to and then they was like, you know, show us photos from your bachelor party. Okay, so you remember uh, SF Asia, that restaurant? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was an Asian tranny bar, so we just went there and, you know, snapped some photos. Oh, oh. And, and that's the bachelor party. And awesome. So it's just, you know, a lot of stuff like that and a lot of stuff you can find online. Very cool. Um well, uh, Harmon, thank you. Now, where can everyone read? I mean, these stories, they're fascinating. You, you do more than this, but to us, at least to yeah, me. Tell us a little bit about your one-man show. Cause I haven't oh, seen yeah. That. So um, that's sort of based on my infiltration. So it's uh, the second piece of it is, um, uh, so uh, it's called Porn Corn Body Slamming for Jesus. Um, so it's where I was a clothed extra in a porn movie. Uh, so that's one of the set pieces. And uh, Body Slamming for Jesus, that's when I infiltrated the Christian Wrestling Federation in Georgia. Where they body slam for Jesus, uh, which is, it's just like WWE wrestling where people get hit in the back ahead of chairs, everything. And then at the you end. You had some video of that. Yeah, one, so yeah, you, yeah. You it turns it. like really serious and they try to like tie it all into the Bible and why they're being hit in the chairs and like the blood's correlated to, you know, I might have blood on me, but that's not like, I know someone who had blood and he died for your sins. And, <laughs> you know, just like a lot of that stuff. Right. So, I mean, I love that. It was like. How much more entertaining can you get? That's great. Yeah. That's like yeah. prayer <laughs> and improv skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then there's like a, a storyline that weaves through uh, the stories. Right. So that's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I, I cool. saw it. I Very saw cool. it recently. Um, you can find all your, all your infiltration stuff is on Vice now, right? Yeah, Vice or HarmonLeon.com. HarmonLeon.com. That's always a good uh, good starting point. Um, and uh, you have a monthly show called Tail. And yep. other shows, Harmon's always gigging around New York. Um, and you're going to be at, in, uh, at the Melbourne Fest or Adelaide Fest? Tell me again. Uh, the Adelaide Festival. Thank you, Adelaide yeah. Festival. Forget you Melbourne people. Um, and he's probably going to be in a town near you uh, infiltrating your favorite group. Um, once again, thank you for joining us, Harmon. Any last words? Anything else we forgot to mention? Um, it's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you for infiltrating us. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. We'll be right back. Pull up your pants. We're back. It's the Final Edition Radio Hour. Tony, we gotta come up with a promo. Our listeners don't know enough about all the great stuff the final edition does. Even when we tell them it's all this like blah 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 dot 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 URL crap. No one gets what that is on radio. They just tune it out. Well, I have the perfect way to hold their attention while we give them the goods. When I was at the National Lampoon in the 70s, our most famous cover had a cute mutt with a 38 magnum to its head and the legend. Buy this magazine or we'll shoot this dog. Yeah, I remember that, but how does that help us? It was a visual image for a magazine. Meet Freckles. Freckles? Oh, there, there. Good boy. What's the matter then? Also, meet my 38 Magnum. Jesus Christ, you have a gun? Don't wave that thing around here. Is that thing loaded? Sure is. Hey, listeners to the Final Edition Radio Hour on Progressive Voices on TuneIn. If you don't stay tuned to this promo while Jeff gives you all the necessary info about our fabulous website and our fabulous YouTube channel and other fabulous stuff we do, I will shoot this dog. Jesus, man, take the gun out of that defenseless animal's ear. Uh Uh-uh. Give him a good, Jeff. Oh, my God. Poor Frickles. Okay, fine. Hey, listeners to the Final Edition Radio Hour, you want more of what we do, go to thefinaledition.com. Our radio airs on this network on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at 8, as well as Wednesday at midnight. We've also got an album, we've got a Twitter feed, we've got a great YouTube channel, Facebook, everything you can want at thefinaledition.com. Now, 
Tell them to tap all that into their iPhones or leave themselves an audio memo. No, I won't. I told them enough, Tony. I'm calling me a... Tell them, tell them, or the dog gets it. I'm cocking the gun right now. Okay, listeners, uh, please, uh, write this down. Thefinaladdition.com. Thefinaladdition.com. Go there for everything you want from the final edition or this crazy old British coot is going to plug old freckles. Okay, that wasn't so hard, was it? Come here, freckles, you dumb old chum. Hey, hey, get down! Get, get down! Get away from me! Get you crazy bug. Good job, Freckles. Get, get him! Away. Sick him! Oh, yeah, this is Jeff Chrysler God. for the final edition of Radio God, Hour on Progressive Voices on oh, TuneIn. 8 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday nights. Midnight on Wednesday. No, Freckles, put that thing down! You don't have opposable thumbs! No! Hey, God. What's up, Jesus? Did you see these new Christmas coffee cups from Starbucks? Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, that's what I thought, too, but people are getting antsy. Check this out. These plain red cups are a disgrace. Shame on you, Starbucks, for taking Christmas out of Christmas. But that's totally irrational. I know it. Wasn't it snowflakes on the cup last year? Sure was. How are snowflakes any more Christian than plain red? Yeah, I hear you, but a lot of people don't see it that way. Starbucks took the Christmas snowflakes off their cups because they hate Jesus. That's simply not logical. You know what? I'm going to tweet back. Really wouldn't recommend it. Fuel to fire and all that? Nope. I'm doing it. My mind's made up. FYI, red cups are totally Christmassy. Very Scandinavian. Scandinavian? Ugh! Starbucks Red Cups hate America! Know what else is red? The devil! Uh, actually, he's more black and covered in flames. God hates Starbucks! SMF! No! They're just cups! Jesus! What? Uh, sorry, turn a phrase. Uh, these people don't know how lucky they are. They want a lottery of life! Uh, buying coffee and disposable cups and moaning about them? Shame on you, Starbucks. You ruined Christmas forever. Nope. That's it. Now I'm going to give you something to complain about. As an apocalyptic storm rages across America, people are lamenting the loss of their former highly overprivileged lives and regretting all the things they took for granted. Good. Excellent. And blaming Starbucks for it. This is all your fault, Starbucks. Yeah, with your heathen, devil-worshipping red Christmas cups. I give up. Excusing me, sirs. Welcome to Walmart, ma'am. Are you here because we handcuffed your husband to the plumbing during the night shift? Yes, but that's not the important thing right now. My time's is short. 
I'm looking for some shoes, some shoe strings, mm -hmm. some bed sheets, uh -huh. some chag carpets, right. some salt shakers, and some swimming shorts. Mm -hmm. Ma'am, is that your real accent? No, I'm just trying to get a writing job for George Lopez. Anyways, I am also wanting to buy some guns and ammo. Oh. You see, I am in the workings for the Mexicano Druggings Cartel, and I mm. want to be one with the assurances that American I am buying on with. Huh? I want to buy some guns. What is your name, ma'am? Betty Smith. Well, Maria, I can personally assure you that every one of our killing-related appliances is manufactured exclusively in an American factory, deep inside a Chinese gulag. What was that? Nothing. Whew. That is relieving. For a second, there's, I am thinking you under your breathings muttered something about a Chinese gulag. Yes, ma'am. Now, is anyone in your cartel planning on killing someone special, or will the carnage be random and indiscriminate? Where does mindless and senseless fit in there? I'll bet it fits in as nicely as these four 30-round clips do in your new complimentary tote bag. Thank you, Ing. This over-bigging clippings fit mucho perfecto in this diaper bag. But I am with the skepticisms. Hmm. How do I knowing these bullets will working? Well, uh, why don't you try one out, valued customer? Mommy, can I have some wall candy? Here, eat some lead instead. <laughs> they work. Oh, my God. Do you realize what you've done? No. Please ain't telling me with your wordings. You just killed a Walmart employee. And what does that get you? A 50% discount? That's right. And why is that? It is because in Walmart's takings out lifing insurancing policies and every one of things their employees, their knowledge without havings, on with at with, for above, by? Wrong. It's because Walmart takes out a life insurance policy on every one of our employees without their knowledge. I just said that. Of course you did. And you really should learn your preposition. Thanking you. And some more items I am having on you to need. Shoot. I need some shampoo, mm -hmm. some chalets, some sharpeners, uh -huh. a shaver, mm -hmm. a cheap dog, some say. book shelves, right. a pair of dress shirts, Go. Go a shamrock shake. So come on down to Walmart and save Sheraton, money. Live better, kill America. A chirpa guide, mm -hmm. some seashells by the seashore. Makes sense. Shock absorbers. Right. Collision insurance for my It's Chevy. time for another installment of Your Mommy Is Not Here, where you, the hapless soldier, receive helpful advice from recently disgraced sanitary requisitions officer and former Supreme Commander of European Forces, Colonel Earl Leadbottom. Thank you. You will read the first letter, please. Dear sir, sir, I recently came in possession of a human jawbone during my service in Mosul. May I keep it as a souvenir? Signed, Private Donuts. Dear mullet-headed ninny jig, the Geneva Convention says it's all right to retain souvenirs of war as long as they were not forcibly taken from their owners. For example, you may not take a PW's jawbone if he does not so desire to relinquish it. However, if you find a PW who wishes to trade his or her jawbone for a pack of cigarettes or an item of similar value, that is okay. The same is true for the pelvis. Now, if you intend to send the jawbone through the mail back to your family, you must file the proper certificate. Keep in mind, federal laws prohibit private citizens from owning a complete human. And don't try to be a wise guy and get around this law by sending a ribcage through the mail one week and a skull and smile calm the following week for the purpose of reconstructing your own souvenir body. Body parts will be confiscated if their combined weight is over 25 pounds. This includes desiccated penis parts. 
Next letter! Dear sir, sir, I fought bravely in the Iraq War for over six years and received numerous awards and earned the respect and admiration of my peers in the industry. Yet now that I desire to fight in the Syrian war, they're telling me I have to submit a whole new writing packet. What should I do? Sign, Private Kurt. Dear pestle-faced turd monkey, you will write seven pages of jokes, sketches, and ideas for which you will not be paid and submit it to the Ellen Show for perusal by a producer who cannot write fuck on a shithouse wall. Then during the following 12-month period, you will suffer the degrading humiliation of watching a steady stream of your jokes and concepts mutilated, chewed up, and splattered like diarrhea on various TV shows run by that person's production company. Finally, you will take note of how I cleverly use the tragedy of war to illustrate how writers are always treated like crap. Also, you will drop and give me 20, then run double quick time around the base with full pack. Next question! Dear sir, sir, recently while on the front lines in Iraq, I came across a battle souvenir in the form of a human clavicle. No one else helped me find this clavicle. I got it on my own. Now, I'm not proud of the fact that I have this human clavicle. In fact, I'm ashamed to be associated with it. Frankly, it's beneath my talents considering my past experience. Yet, my agent wants to take 15% of it. Who's right? Signed, Private Private. Dear moon-faced pussy fart! The Geneva Convention specifically states that your agent is spending all day, every day, working only for you. He's looking for the skull cap or fibula or spinal column that's just right for his clients. Yet the fact remains, for every human clavicle out there, there are at least 50 other guys trying to get one. How do you think your agent is going to feel when he reads 13 weeks from now on the internet movie database that you found a human clavicle and did not even tell him about it? Betrayed! That's how. No! You call him immediately and inform him of your good fortune. And then give him two pieces of cartilage as tribute. And make sure they're still connected to the mandibular canal and back molars. Also, you will drop and give me 20. Then run double quick timer on the base with full back. Next question. Dear sir, sir, I recently submitted a 15-page application to my captain for a possible promotion and was rejected. Now I fight he's using all my ideas on the battlefield. Can I sue, sir? Dear Dick Goober Kale ain't a snatch hound. Did you sign a release? I bet you signed a release. Of course you cannot sue. Get used to seeing your crap repeated for the next 10 years on Comedy Central. Next question. Dear sir, sir. We don't have time. That's it for your mommy is not here. In closing, in answer to a letter from Anonymous in Platoon B, just because he does not have a prostate does not mean he cannot like anal. That is all. Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Jeff Hendrick, Dan Vitale, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Abby Parker, Rachel Rauch, Steve Rosenfield, James Mount, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, and Tuchel, and Darby Worley. Credit to our writers at the Final Edition Radio Hour, Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Jeff Hendrick, Abby Parker, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, Leslie Shapira, Kurt Weitzman, Kate Knowles, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. The Final Edition is produced and directed by Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The Final Edition Radio Hour is the property of the Final Edition LLC, Copyright 2015.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 